Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hashtag fuckheadies. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Up and down. Well done. Bye bye. Come on! Hello and welcome to a Burkamp Wonderland. We are an Arsenal podcast. We are no longer going to say the words good evening. That's very sad. With me tonight is Carl and Richard and Jason. Uh, something happened today and we're going to go to Jason just to say a few words about what happened this afternoon in London. Um, yeah, on behalf of everyone at ABW, um, our hearts um, go out to those, any of those affected by today's um, attack. Um, we are thinking of everyone, and we hope nobody else is injured, and that um, our casualties are keep as low as possible. Um, yeah, it's not what anyone wants to see, and um, yeah, just God bless everyone affected by it. In context to a manager losing his job, it's meaningless him losing his job, but we will carry on because that's why everyone's here. I take it everyone's all right. Give me a little wave if you're all all right at home and there. Carl's not all right. Carl doesn't. Hey, Carl's all right. Right. Sorry, home. I was uh, doing something that you told me to do, but I, was, I had my full concentration on it, so I've got it up now. So Any yes, time. I am. I'm good. Good. He was too, being too cool for school. Right. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go and have a look who's in the chat box, and I'm gonna ignore every single one of them because this isn't a live show, and I don't care about any of you scumbags. Right, I'm not going to go. Oh, hello to everybody in the chat box. How are you all? Spend an oh, hour reading Danny, out fucking Danny, names. Who, who could that possibly be? Like, Danny, I have no idea who that is, Danny. I think it's Freddie Lundberg. I've got no oh, idea. I thought it was be, uh, Josh. Son, done Josh accents so well then. Not translucent enough. Right, so first thing we're going to do is come to Jason and he is going to read out the, the official club statement because that at ABW is how we do our shit on the backs of other people's hard work. Jace, go. Okay, so this morning the club released a, a statement. Um, we announced today that the decision has been taken to part company with our head coach Unai Emery and his coaching team. Speaking on behalf of the Arsenal board and our owners Cronk Sports and Entertainment, Josh Cronk said... Uh, our most sincere thanks go to Unai and his colleagues who are unrelenting in their efforts to get the club back to competing at the level we all expect and demand. We wish Unai and his team nothing but future, but future success. The decision has been taken due to results and performances not being at the level required. We have asked Freddie Lumberg to take responsibility for the first team as interim head coach. We have full confidence in Freddie to take us forward. The search for a new head coach is underway and we will make a further announcement when the process is complete. Very good. So that's part one of the statements we're reading. Part two is from the Ornicle, the Ornstein, the Ornsteinio, the man who knows more than everybody at ABW will ever know all combined, apart from Simon. Simon knows. Carl, what did, what did the Ornsteinio have to say? So he wrote today... Um, like the supporters, the Arsenal hierarchy have harboured concerns for some time with the team's results and performances. There have been ongoing dialogue between Raul, Edu, Vinay and the board of directors, in particular Stan and Josh Cronkey. So Leahy and Vinay had a pre-planned visit to the America this week following Saturday's 2-2 draw at home 
against Southampton, and the conversation continued there. After consultation between the Cronkies and the board members, the decision was made prior to the Frankfurt game last night. Oh, okay. That's, so whether so to me that says whether he win or lost, he may have been fired anyway. But okay. Uh, nobody knew. Um, this apart from a small group. Emery and his coaches arrived in London currently this morning and were preparing for training as normal, only for San Leahy to call Emery to for a meeting. They were joined by Eddie and Vinay. The news was delivered to Emery and his Spanish coaches. On arrival at Conley, the players and the backroom staff were gathered in the dressing room. San Leahy explained that what happened. Eddie explained what why it was happening and issued a rally call. Vinay reinforced that being really forced that and Lundberg addressed the squad briefly. This took all around 10 minutes. The players said their goodbyes on a one-to-one, wished Emre and his Spanish coaches. Uh, Lundberg is running training sessions, which started at 11 a.m. As we speak, Emre is to have taken all the news professionally, respectfully and understanding manner. He is now departed. Lundberg is finalising his coaching group, which should be named later today. The search for a permanent successor is on, but the club have high confidence in Lundberg. The Swede is fully qualified in his UEFA Pro licences. Arsenal want to find the best candidate to help him achieve his ambitions of returning to the Champions League and competitions for trophies. That will mean a thorough... That will mean going through a thorough... Oh, sorry... Uh, given the faith, sorry, given faith in Nuremberg, this is no mad panic. It's impossible that the Swede could take the job on a full-time basis. However, he is viewed as a crucial part of the club. He was made assistant first-team coach for a reason, and the reason is because they deem him capable of stepping into the head coach if a moment arrived. And that is Ornstein's statement. So, um, I think we can take go to Richard first because he's sat there. The only thing Richard can read out is his sick note from his doctor because the, oh. the man is uh, he's barely alive. So, he's Richard, wearing, he should be wearing a bell. <laughs> yeah. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. <laughs> so, Richard, I think what we can take from that is the decision was made after the Southampton game. And like Carl said, even if we would have won 50 0 last night, he still would have been sacked. That Freddie is coming in and they're uh, um, hinting that Freddie isn't going to be the long-term manager, is he? Um, yeah, I think, I think we, um, we touched on it, me, you and Craig on the, on the last podcast where we, we kind of like the whispers and the feelings that we were thinking that by hook or by crook Thursday was going to be his last day, his last match. Um, you know, like the, the, uh, the release that I think Ornstein, Ornstein put out a couple of days prior, which said that he will be, in charge in the uh, on Thursday just seemed rather odd to pinpoint that day. So, uh, you know, I think it, it was coming, you know, not really much you can really uh, say about that in defence for Unai. It was, um, I think it needed to be done. Our season was unravelling very, very fast. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see how long they have um, Lundberg in charge for. Mm, good. Yes. Yeah. Simon, who has the Gunner Talk, um, he has his own YouTube channel. He's very good. He's a man who supports Arsenal. It's a long story. But if you go and watch his channel, he'll explain why. He says, do you lads think it's interesting, the comments about Freddie from the board, that it's clear he's not auditioning for the job, just literally filling in Mr. Davis? Um, I, I do and I don't. I, I, I just think um, the statement um, released here on Steam is an utter bag of nonsense. Um, you know, the it's gotten to the point now where Raul 
is becoming the the the, the point of um, uh, of anger for fans, and so therefore they've got to do something. You know, that's the, that's the truth of the matter. That's where that's where we, we've gotten to. Um, you know, the club monitor um, Twitter, social media. You know, a podcast like this. You know, they, they'll they'll monitor them all, and they'll know that the Aya has gone past Unai Emery. It's now aimed towards Raul. That's why this has been taken. Okay. The, the the big question now going forward is: Is Raul going to appoint who Mendes wants as our Arsenal manager, or is Raul going to appoint the right man for the job? Because the truth of the matter is, I don't think this guy's up to it. I I I just think he's a hand puppet with Mendes as Jorge Mendes is up hand right up his backside pulling the the, the, the um, uh, pulling the strings. That's my honest opinion. Okay. Yeah, this the, the, today's action, and and I don't I don't have got Unai Emery. He looked broken last night, and it was horrendous to see that. Nobody deserves to feel that way. Um, he'll get well remunerated. He'll go off. He'll take some time. He'll get another job. Good luck to the guy. Um, I just think it was the wrong fit, and it, you know you've got to look at the environment at Arsenal at the moment. It's poisonous. Okay. It's really, really poisonous. You've had players openly taking the mickey out of Unai on the training pitch. This all started with the briefing from Raul, first against Ramsey, then against Sven, then against Darren Burgess. Raul Sunley, he is responsible for a poisonous atmosphere in that club, from what I can see. Okay? I may well be wrong, but that's what it looks like to me. And he's the one who's going to put the ship straight now. This isn't Barcelona, you know. He needs to, you know, get the club up and running, an honest, open, friendly environment, and get the right man in to take us forward. Um, that's my that's my honest opinion. I agree with you. Right, um, Carl Archie's made a point, which I'm just going to bring up next. Do you, as you go, did you hit the game last night, Carl? No, I can't say I blame you. Um, Archie says, once fans don't show up, Kroenke reacts. That seems to have been kind of what happened when Wenger, well, a bit leading up to when Wenger was having uh, his last few games of the season. And that happened last night. They, uh, The commentator said it looks like half the stadium was empty. And then someone, I don't know where I heard this, said, you know you're in trouble when the away fans who aren't even meant to be there are making more noise than the home fans were last night. <laughs> and I think that's uh, that kind of sums up the whole thing last night. Couldn't go on, could it? No, unfortunately. And I think it was kind of a double-edged sword because I, I think even if we were playing well, whether a load of people would have uh, gone last night, I don't know. However, I think the empty seats spoke volumes, if that makes sense. Um, yep. It was when I was watching it on TV, and I wasn't really interested in the game. I had it on in the background, and to be honest, I wasn't really watching, but uh, when I looked at some of the pictures of the game, you looked at it, and the ground was very, very empty. It was... It spoke volumes, and looking at it, you're thinking to yourself, do they look at that and think, okay, Match Day Revenue is obviously an all-time low because if there's nobody in the ground, then there's nobody buying merchandise, there's nobody buying beer, there's nobody buying burgers and hot dogs and whatnot, what have you. So, you know, a large portion of Arsenal's finances come from matchday revenue. So I think compounded with the result, I think that was probably one of the burning factors for uh, obviously Unai leaving. Um, it was, my personal opinion, it was long overdue. 
However, um, it does sound like for, from Ornstein, and you can't really trust the media, you never know, but that they made the decision no matter what was going to happen, either win, lose or draw, I think, I think it just made it easier that the fact that we lost last night to fire him because there was no excuse. I think, like Jason said, once the fans kind of turn against you and I, I don't think there's any coming back, I, I genuinely don't. And it's been not very nice for a very, very long time. And like Jason said, because we then started to take the heat off own, um, Emre a little bit, and we started going towards uh, Vinay and Don, uh, Raul, we then was thinking, he must be seeing that and thinking, shit, they're now starting to turn on me, I need to do something about it. I agree with that, and uh, yeah, it seems to have worked. Right, quickly, I want to share with people watching the um, the screen, and then, uh, oh, where am I? I've lost where we are. There we go, I was on the wrong one. No, I wasn't, this is the right one. Hey, there we go. I've got about five tabs open here, people. Right, if we go and have a look at the um, the, the managerial stats for um, Mr. Emery, we see that he won 55% of his games. Now, I think we all realise that a lot of that was in the Europa League. But in the Premier League, I'm sure, before the Southampton game, he had won 50% of all of his games in the Premier League. And so when you look back at stuff like uh, Bruce Rioch, 46%, uh, George Graham, 48%, uh, Richard... Why, why do you think his stats for the wins are so high, yet the, for the fans are so angry? When you look at stuff like Terry Neal, 44%, do you think they've been too badly skewed with the Europa League runs that we've had? Um, maybe a little bit, but also, like, you know, he, he was in a shorter amount of time than Terry Neal and George mm-hmm. Graham and stuff like that. So, that, you know, they had they a larger selection of games to choose from. Um, and, you know, we weren't... We weren't terrible. The team they inherited wasn't terrible. Like I know, I know, Arson was on like a downslide kind of thing, but like the, um, I think Arson's last season, our home form to, to top my mind was still pretty decent. Like I think, like if you if you took just the home um, games, I think we came third. We would have come third in Arson's last season. It was our away form where we fell off a cliff. So he he, Unai came in and he didn't. He had a decent starting off bridge, you know, and it, and I think it showed in the, you know, the 22 game, however unconvincing it was, you know, the 22 game unbeaten run. Um, but it's just, it's, it's just, it was just getting worse. So I think, I think some of those stats are slightly skewed. Like, see, so he had the Europa League, sorry, the Europa League, uh, a shorter game, um, a shorter amount of games. And also he had a better starting off point than a lot of other managers. You know, like the 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 team that George Graham inherited were were a bit of a joke and a mess. You know, back in the early eighties. Um, you know, uh, when Bruce Rioch came in, you know, it was the dregs of of George Graham's um, run where he lost the plot and he was buying. Was it his last two signs? Was like Hartson and Kwame, Was it? Yeah. It was just it was just it was just all a bit. You know. Uh, yeah. Apologies. <laughs> mia culpa. Mia culpa. Um, uh. But do you know what I mean? Like it was in the sense of so, like you know, Rioch had a worse starting uh, position than than all the rest of them. So I think it is a little bit skewed. But you, every other metric that you know, you take away those wins and stuff like that, every other metric that you judged Emery on, just we are way worse than when he took over from. So like, I'm, unfortunately, you can have no qualms about him getting getting sacked. 
Okie dokie, right. I'm going to put Jamie's uh, donation up and cover up Richard because uh, that's the only way I can do this. Thank you very much, Jamie. As always, chucking money at us and I will take those, that two, two, two euros and stuff it down the front of Jason's leather. They're Actually, they're not their leatherette. Uh, they're pleather. He's, uh, he's wife hunts because uh, that's the way we have to do it with money on the show. Um, right, Carl. What, have you got any thoughts before we come to Jason? He says, all oh, this is bullshit when it comes to stats. Have you got any, any thoughts on, on the managerial situation with as far as the stats go? Will he look, be looked back in history as, oh, 55%? What, 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 what? <laughs> Why so sad? No, I, I think the the twenty one on game one beat and run masked a lot of um, yeah. deficiencies in Unai. I think that masked so many because we we may have gone 21 games unbeaten and I, I guess you, you can't look at that and not say well done however we Jason played will. no 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 but I, I kind of agree with Jason we played dire football in those 21 games we wasn't very good like we were scraping um, wins but we still this is going to sound so weird to say and I know Jason agrees with me we went unbeaten which is really good but we played shit football however we still won some games so you can't uh, in one sense you can't really take it away from him because he went 20 on games unbeaten well done but our football from then that's very early on I remember being on a load of shows with Jason saying that we don't have any style we don't have any substance we were literally you know we were winning games but we were not doing well and even the start of this season Without Aubameyang, where would we be? He was literally uh, scoring goals for us where we were still playing really, really poorly. But however, we was sort of winning and drawing games that we probably had no right to. So the stats for me, uh, you know, I can find a stat where that says that um, Ozil runs the most in the in the league. However, you look at him in in context and you think, well, does he? Do you know what I mean? So stats for me are, they're facts because you can't, a stat is not a fact. Sorry, a stat is not an opinion. It's an actual fact. However, I think that Unite, it was, the one thing he did do is is, uh, unite the fan base because uh, we all, I think every single person wanted him out. So that's one positive you could say about him, but I'm not sad to see him go. I think it was, probably about five or six games too late that he should have gone. He should have gone probably the end of last season after our the, the worst run we've ever had ever. But he's gone now and it's time to think about the new manager. Some very good points there. Um, Jace, uh, I'm just getting up the that run of games. We can have a quick look at it. So, stats. I take it you have no interest in the stats at all? No. I mean, look, let's let's be fair to Unai Emery, okay? Okay, I've wanted him out for a long time, but that 22-game unbeaten run, he deserves credit for it. In exactly the same way, when we lost, he deserved, you know, criticism for that. Um, You have to take it rough with the smooth, and the big issue, as Carl's already spoken about, is even during that 22-match unbeaten run, I can look at Cardiff at home, Fulham at home, okay? Awful performances. Awful, awful, awful performances, okay? Where we were lucky to win. It's only due to the quality of our opposition that, you know, we um, uh, we uh, we got through it, okay? Um, or the, those may have been after the 22-game the, the unbeaten run, sorry. But, you know, the United game away was awful. 
Huddersfield Town, well, they were they were rubbish. Carabag were awful. Um, Bournemouth, they were poor. We were Wolves, we were lucky. Um, Sporting Lisbon, they you know, Liverpool, we played really, really well. We played really, really well there, to be fair. But you know, there's so many of those games we scraped past, isn't there? And, and, and that was the tough part about it. So, look. You know, even with the twenty-two game unbeaten run, we lost away at Kardiabag. Was it was it Barty Borisov, Ren? It, 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 it's been a painful tenure, and the big issue uh, that Unai faced was he never improved on performance. Okay, not at any given point during his tenure at the Arsenal has he improved performance and built that um, that confidence in the team to go out. People talk about beating um, uh, Tottenham at home. Good news for you. It's because he brought one player on at half time and he changed the game. Okay. Jason, Jason, quickly. Who, what, what player was that? Sorry. Don't know. Um, John Arson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys. I'm a fan That's the Mikel Arteta. That's what that is. But no, you know, you, you go back, you look at the Chelsea game, okay? So Chelsea at home, you know, one player dominated Jorginho, okay? In the cup final, out in, you know, Azerbaijan, wherever it was, um, Baku, um, that player dominated the game against us. You, you have to look, okay, at what's actually happened. And I'm sorry, Redo, but, um, you know, he... He didn't do himself any favours, and that's the real shame of it. So you know, good you know, good luck to Unai Emery. Um, I just think it was it was the wrong job for him. Richard, any wise words on that run? Uh, it was a lot for him to live up to, wasn't it? And none of us expected him to do that. I know at the Fulham one, uh, I remember the live show that we did from there, uh, and Jason was laughing at the fact that the Arsenal fans were saying we've got our Arsenal back. <laughs> that was the biggest load of nonsense. And for, and for all those guys, that's my manager. Yeah, <laughs> fucking morons. <laughs> Richard, any thoughts on that run? No, I, I agree with the guys. It, it was it was good that what he did. Like, so you got to praise him when he does well. But we were we were very lucky and very shonky in a lot of them games. Like, you come there, you like, have we won that game? And like, you know, in in that season, we were still. I think what the the shot deficit was was it like minus thirty two that year. <laughs> so it's you know it's like I said I I I I bear Unai no ill malice I don't hate him I don't think he, it's just he, I, I suppose he was a nice guy he was just the he was the wrong guy at the wrong time. Very true. Right. Okay. Get rid of this nonsense. Let's go and have a look. Oh, Michael, Michael uh, Hernandez as. Stuff some more money down Jason's pants. Lovely. Would you gamble with Freddie till the end of the season if it meant getting the club's first choice in the summer, assuming the target isn't available now? Right. I think we should... Um, there's another window that I want to bring up because uh, save me having to read everything out. And this one I have ready. So it is a Chrome tab and it is uh, the next permanent Arsenal manager. There we go. And if I can go back to my screen on here. Um, can we all see that? Um, I shall have a quick look through and see what some of the, the people are saying. You have got Sky Bear, and actually, no, I'm going to read all their names, but you can see there's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight 
betting companies have all got Allegri as their first choice manager. And then we've got another one, two, three, another six that are saying that Freddie is going to be. And then there's another four that are saying Nuno Espirito Santo. I do not know how I managed to say that. Uh, there's five that are saying it's going to be him. Then uh, um, Mikel Arteta, there's uh, another four, five that are saying he is going to be their fourth choice. So from looking at all of this lot, you would say that Massimo Allegri, the man who is uh, did wonders, did four back-to-back doubles when he was with Juventus. The, his last season, he only won the league on its own in the, the process of, I think they're about to come up on their eighth consecutive uh, Italian Serie A title. That he, He's been said before that he's wanted to come and manage in England. He's been learning English for a few years now. He's been on a bit of a sabbatical, which means uh, just wandering around, do whatever you want. Would uh, start with you, um, Jace. Do you want Massimo Allegri in? And do you think that the bookies are never wrong, are they? I mean, you very rarely see a broke bookie, do you? I, I'm not sure. Look, I'm not sure. I, I, I'd like to see Allegri in the job. I think, you know, he comes with a body of work behind him and a wealth of experience, which would help this squad. Okay. I don't think it would be scintillating football. I don't think it would be dire, as many people have said. I think you'd get a nice balance there. Whether he wants the job or not is a different kettle of fish. When you look at that midfield, there's a dearth of talent in there. Okay, there's a dearth of talent and experience that he's he's going to need in this Premier League. Um, so he's the guy I go for personally, you know, um, because he is pragmatic, and you would get a style of play, and these guys would know exactly what they're doing. Okay, and he can only improve us. But as has been said by other people. Um, you know, it, this is Ra- Raul's decision, basically. Yes, he'll take him. Uh, he'll take some input from Edu. Um, he'll take some input from others around the club. But you know what I mean, Pair and what have you. But this is going to be his decision. Make no bones about it. He was a major driver between when I getting the job. He wanted to give him a new contract at the beginning of the season, apparently. And I just don't trust this guy at all. I, I just there's nothing about him which says that he's going to make the right decision. I pray to God I'm wrong, but is it going to be a super agent like Mendes with his hand up his backside pulling the strings here? Or is this going to be the right manager for the team? That is the worry. worry, okay? Because I don't trust this guy. You know, I can't tell you how much I dislike Raul Sanlehi. You know, he's he's not... You, you come from Barcelona, okay, right? Oh, there's all sorts of dodgy dealings go on there, right? Oh, the club is corrupt to the core, right? Oh, and you know, you, you, you come in, okay, and now it's down to him. He's the guy with the experience there, he's the guy with the contact, and that really scares me, right? Oh, sorry, okay. sorry to just butt in, who was yes. when, when he was at Barca. Who was his managers that he had like was involved in appointing stuff like? I know very little about his time at Spain, so I'm I'm uh, I'm just asking the question. But like, who did he change over many managers? Was there like? Do you know uh, says, I'm trying to find out when he was. Uh, um, he joined Arsenal in February 2018 of head of football relations. Uh, doesn't say how long he was in. He was born in Barcelona. God, he's only four years older than me. Wow, he looks absolutely knackered. <laughs> so it's uh <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go and have a little look. So uh Carl, 
Have you got any idea about how many managers he might have covered? Because I've got no idea. I'm trying to think. So he would have had Pep. Yeah. And after Pep, he there was um, unfortunately the guy who died from cancer. Yeah. Um, oh, was it Villanova? Yeah. And then Villanova. after him, there was. Um, I've got a bit more information here. It says he joined Barcelona in 2000, July 2003 until 2008 as marketing management. And then from 2008 to 2018, he was director of professional football, which is virtually the same job that he had when he was at Arsenal. I don't think he was appointed managers, mate. I don't think he was appointed managers there. Okay. Uh, yeah. You don't think that's what, that was his job? The president will take care of all that out there. It's the president who does all that, isn't it? You know, his job out there will be greasing the wheels. You know, being a con- being a middleman with agents and stuff like that. But it's the president at Real at Barca. They're the ones who make the decisions. You know, so you know that, that's that's the way I see it. I may be absolutely wrong. Okay. Well, from two thousand and eight, it was Pep Guardiola eight to twelve. Tito Villanova, as Carl said, was next, 12 to 13. Gerard Martino, 13, 14. Enrique, 14, 17. We've been linked with him a hell of a lot. And then Ernesto He's Valverde. Spain, huh? He's just gone back to Spain, yeah, manager, hasn't he? A load of people, yeah, because he had some time off because his daughter passed away and he wanted some time off over the summer. Yeah. And yeah, he's gone back to the job. They, they asked the bloke who was who took over as manager to leave. And he had a, a wonderful record. So uh, there you go. I, I think I agree with Jason. You, Cole, that I don't think Sanielli had much say in anything to do with uh, the hiring and firing of the managers at Barcelona. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I don't think that. I think he's come to um, Arsenal and probably given a bit too much power, if that makes sense. And he's obviously gone to tried and trusted friends because uh, the fact that we can talk about we was linked with Mourinho and I think that was a very big possibility that there's a chance that we could have got Mourinho thank God he's gone to this hold that thought Carl question from um, Pete Colson Sky reports that 50% of AFC senior management wanted Mourinho which is your point so if not for the dithering that twat could have been our manager today do you think we dodged a bullet so carry on with your your point Carl and then answer that at the same time because they're related Yes, I, I, I do think that it was a strong possibility that we could have got Mourinho. I genuinely really do think that. I think if Arsenal pulled the trigger maybe two weeks before Spurs did, then Mourinho would be the next Arsenal manager, however sad that is. Um, you, there's no doubt in Mourinho's talent as a manager. He is very talented. He's won trophies at every single club he's been at. So the, the man is a twat. The man is a flipping idiot, but the man is is a good manager. Control there, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a good manager. And, and unfortunately, I hate to say this, and, and I remember uh, John and I talking in the uh, WhatsApp group, because when John first mentioned Marina, I was like, oh, hell no. But the man is a winner. He, he And he does it by any means necessary. And He'll give them the first two season bounce, and I, I hate saying this, and but I can see Spurs winning a trophy within the next two seasons. And whether that's the FA Cup, the League Cup, some sort of cup, he will get them a trophy. I have no doubt about that. However, we all know that the arse will fall out of it within three years, and he will have them tumbling down the league. There'll be People wanted to leave, you know, Kane will fall out, Kane will get injured or he'll want to leave and it end up selling Kane or 
doing whatever. Um, I still think maybe at the end of this season, because you've still got Ericsson, who haven't signed a contract, and you still got Vertonghen. Was it Vertonghen? No, the other one. Um, Adewale. Yeah, he still he hasn't signed a contract. He's going to leave. So, um, you know, the Spurs are going to have to spend some money. They're going to have to. They've got no choice. But uh, I think that he will give them, like I said, he'll give them that bounce. But oh, I can't wait for the car crash that is going to be Jose Mourinho. Um, I just want to take a moment to have a little bit of uh, lightheartedness there. I was watching the Republic of Ireland play, I think, yeah, Denmark. And when uh, Ericsson was taking a corner, the Ireland fans were singing at him. That uh, Who was shagging his wife? Was it Vertonghen? Yeah. Mm, Vertonghen's yeah. at home. He's shagging your wife. He's shagging your wife. <laughs> and he's standing there waiting to take a corner. Oh, that's the beautiful side <laughs> of <laughs> Richard, have you got any thoughts on, um, on what Jason... Uh, Carl was saying, because I'm starting to lose track of what order I'm going round in this at the moment. Uh, well, regarding Mourinho, yeah, and uh, yeah, just Mourinho, and and do you do you think that um, Raúl is going to have much say in who's going to come in now? Because uh, we, someone, I don't remember who said it, but someone said in a podcast before Emery came in that if we get into bed with the super agents, then they're going to have their sticky paws, their hands up bottoms of all the big deals that are going on. And those deals won't necessarily be for the benefit of Arsenal. They'll be for the benefit of the, uh, the super agents. I think that's what uh, Dan Chase was getting angry about. Well, like I said, after hearing what you guys are saying, I'm now bricking it. Like we're, um, <laughs> You put the willies Ra- up him. I know. Raul has no experience in appointing a manager and doesn't know what he's doing. I think I saw a tweet from someone today that said that, you know, we, we've got rid of Sven, who was like a mastermind in in cultivating talent. Mislintat. Uh, in, yeah, Sven Mislintat. And just so we could get a dude who knows a couple of agents. Um, <laughs> it does seem like that. So, yeah, this is this is scaring the crap at me. Um, I don't know. I, I, so I'm, I'm kind of glad we don't have Mourinho. I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big fan. I generally kind of... I might, my unpopular opinion or whatever. I'm, I think he might be finished as a manager, but uh, and hopefully he is. I don't know. Do, I don't want to countenance Spurs winning a trophy. But um, yeah, no, it's just, it's it's you scared the crap out of me. I don't even know what to say now. This uh, I'm I'm now I've I've now lost all faith that Raul's going to pick the ne- like the right guy for the next job. I'm like crap. What are we going to do now? So if we had to, all of us, let's go back to you, Carl, then Jason, then, uh, then Richard, if, who's your, who do you think will be the next manager and when do you think they're going to come in? Start with you, Carl. Who do I think is going to be the next manager or who do I want? Is it just think or want? I don't think they're going to take any notice of what we want, Carl. Cause I'll just say this. Chris. Do you not think Raul's watching this right now? Hello, Raul! Um, who do I think is going to be the next manager? I genuinely think it will probably be Allegri. I think that he he's probably already having talks with Arsenal um, and I think he definitely will be our manager will probably within the next two weeks because he obviously knows all the agents. I think Raul will go for a big name. I don't know why. I don't see the reason for going for a big name. Like Jason, I think that our football will be a little bit defensive because um, watching Italian football Juventus, which is, uh, is worse probably than the French league, that one team league, that uh, again, Unai could not beat uh, Monaco to the title, but we would say less than that. Um, uh, I just, I just don't think Allegri personally suits Arsenal, and this is going to sound. 
a little bit wrong, but I don't care because I'm allowed to say it because I'm, I'm ethnic. But I want someone who speaks English, perfect English, because I think that half the problem that Emre had was he couldn't get his message across because of uh, his the language barrier. Now, I don't know how well um, Allegri speaks English. I, I generally have no idea. He could be fluent. He could not be. Pardon? He's been learning for the last couple of years, according to reports. Okay, so he... he maybe possibly fluent um and i'm hoping that he, he he has a better grasp of english than emery but i just want someone who can come in and tell them tell the players exactly the instructions exactly what they want to do and they can players can go out there and execute it so that's who i think do you want to know who i want we all want chris don't we obviously obviously yeah, and jason other, is his assistant yeah other than chris who do you want do you know, honestly, and this is going to sound like such an outside chant. Um, if you say Wenger, gen- I'm cutting you off. Why the fuck? <laughs> I would honestly take a bet on Eddie Howe. I genuinely would. I think that man has got the potential with a better squad to do good things. I think just because he's at Bournemouth doesn't mean he can't go to another club. And he's got Bournemouth playing very, very well. So if it was me, if I had an opportunity, I'd give it to... Um, Eddie Howe. Okie dokie, right. Um, Issa, that underscore London underscore guy, if you want to go and give him any grief on Twitter. <laughs> Talk about getting grief on Twitter. Jace, who do you think uh, is going to be the next... What? Uh, right. Oh, sorry. sorry Hello, do we wake you up? <laughs> yeah, who do you think is going to be the next manager? And when do you think it's going to happen? I think it'll be Allegri. I think it'll be in the summer. Um, but on an outside bet, Pochettino. There is, a, I think, a lot of it has got to do with Man United, and because you know, we all know that the Olegonosovskia, I am a baby. You know he's going to get the sack, and then you know if Allegri's going to look, Allegri and Poch, they're both going to pick Man United over Arsenal, aren't they? So it's a matter of us pulling our drawers up, getting to the front door, and answering the postman to see what we've been given. Look, he may, he may not come. Okay, I think he'd be a good appointment. I really do. Um, I, I shared Sir John Welsh's view on that. I'm not. I wouldn't have been totally against um, uh, what's his name, um, Mourinho coming. I really wouldn't. Okay, um, we all know John's a sadist, though, isn't he? Yeah, but look, you know, it's, it's one of those. Okay, um, I, I just look at it, okay, and I just think, you know, they're winning managers. They've got a wealth of experience. Um, they may go for somebody left field. You don't know. You just don't know. Happened this time, didn't it? I mean, no one had heard of Emery. Well, no, people I know. Like I, I know a lot of people had heard of Emery. Come on, three. I, I, knew, I knew there was a manager in Spain who'd won three back-to-back Europa Leagues, but I didn't know his name. I didn't you know mean, what he looked like. You're a Philistine, aren't you? Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Dracula, okay? It's Dracula. It's all you need to know, okay? But, like, you know, it, it, it's, you know it, 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 it's a cutthroat business. God knows who they're going to go and get. Um, you know, I, 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 th- I think it'll be Allegri. I, re- I really do. Uh, but, you know, me thinking and things actually happening are two different st- two different re- uh, realities. Um, there's been an announcement from Unai Emery, a letter of thanks to Arsenal. Do you read it out? Go on, then. Do it in your finest dulcet tones. Hello. Good evening. Um, it's the first time I've said that. <laughs> the following message is from Unai Emery, you're damn right. 
Um, it's an honour to be the Arsenal head coach. To all the fans, I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for helping me to understand and feel the greatness of Arsenal. Um, to all of you who have supported us from every corner of the globe, all of you who have come to the Emirates, all of you who have waited in the rain and cold just to greet me after the game, I want to tell you all that I have worked with passion, with commitment and with effort. I would have liked nothing more than to achieve better, success, better results for you. I also want to send a message of gratitude to the, all the Arsenal employees for the way they have treated me. The greatness of Arsenal is in every director, executive, employee, sorry, executive, employee, assistant and volunteer. In particular, I want to highlight Ivan Gazidis, who welcomed me to the club, and Raul Sanlehi, um, Edu, Vinay, Venkateshan, for the respect, companionship and help. Until the very last minute, I have been treated with honour and honesty. And of course, I send my sincere gratitude to the Kronk family for their trust. It has been a year and a half full of emotions, of great moments and of some other, and of some other more bitter ones. But not a single day has gone by without me stopping to think about how lucky I have been to work for this club, to work with these players and their professional and personal qualities. They have always honoured the shirt they wear. They deserve your support. I've already experienced a lot in football, but I've enjoyed and learned a lot in England, in the Premier League, about respect for other professionals and about the purity of football. My very best wishes, as, as always. Come on, you gooners. That's pretty classy from uh, uh, Unai. Fair play to him. Especially as he knows as well as he knows more than we know, and we all feel that in in one way or another, he's been shafted a bit, hasn't he? Whether it be the support from the star players, whether it been the support from the owners, whether it's coming in to take over from the greatest Arsenal manager of all time, most would say he's made his bed, yeah. and it's difficult. Okay, it's difficult in, in that sort of environment. You know, let's be honest; it's not easy. Okay, you know, I don't. <sighs> I don't think you know. There's there's a lot of things that have happened. I think with 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 the benefit of hindsight, he'd have behaved differently. Other people would have behaved differently, you know, and you'd have had different results from that. Okay, life is imperfect, and people make mistakes. We all do, I know. But um, uh, you know, it's 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 really you got to feel for the guy. You know, I, I, he, he didn't come here to fail, did he? No. It's not like any of us have gone, oh, what an arrogant arsehole, like we would have said about um, maybe Mourinho and stuff like that. Uh, Richard, what's your thoughts on uh, what those two have been talking about? Because I forgot the question. Uh, I don't know what the question was, but uh, regarding that statement, uh, all is forgiven. Bring him back. That was lovely. <laughs> 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 uh, no, it, I, as I said uh, before, like, I've got no malice to him. You can't fault the guy. He... he he didn't give you anything less than 100%. He, he tried desperately. It was just the wrong fit, the wrong man, the wrong time. It just it didn't blend together. Um, yeah, just a fair play. It was, like I said, a nice, lovely message kind of thing. Um, yeah, just uh, hopefully, like I said, we get the, 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 the next one right because this it didn't work. Um, but through no fault of his own. Well, not no fault, for no fault of trying, sorry, shall I say. Um, you could see that it hurt him. You could see, like Jason said a bit earlier, you know, you could see he was he was a broken man. He really, it was hurting him that performance that was happening um, last night. And he just he couldn't get it right. He was just he, it, it, for whatever reason, the fact that you know 
the decisions and whatever happened with Ramsey, um, the, the the stuff with um, Ozil and stuff like that, the fact that you know uh, his his first choice right back, you know, blew his knee out. His first, like one of his first choice centre backs blew his knee out. Didn't have all of you know a lot of his defence for the first couple of games of the season. Just everything just kind of everything just went against him, and he then just started chasing himself and coming up with bad ideas, trying to throw as much stuff at the wall and seeing what could stick. Uh, but like I said, I, I hold no malice to him, and it's a very classy, uh, classy statement. So, you know. agreed. Right, we're going to move to questions. We're going to start with um, you can get one each. Start with you, Carl. From Richard Morris, who's always stuffing money down our pants, dirty boy, says, talk about Poch. What about it? I'm not sure what to make of that question, so I'll hand it to you. Um, would I take him? Yeah, I probably would. Um, people can say, oh, he's won nothing. And they're right. He has won nothing. But then again, people were screaming for Arteta. And Arteta hasn't managed a game of football in his life. Um I think Poch with a better is Pochettino a good manager? Yes, because when he was at Southampton, he had Southampton playing. Uh when he went to Tottenham, let's face it, Tottenham have been playing better football than us for a while. You know, whether you want to admit it or not, like that's up to you. But they have been playing better football than us. Um he hasn't won a trophy, that's that's for sure. And 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 it's a very hard thing to win a trophy, but you know, you, and you can't escape that. However, um, will, do I think that with the players at his disposal at Arsenal, will he have us playing? I, I genuinely think he would. I, I think that he would uh, flourish at Arsenal. So um, that's the only thing to really say, to be honest. Um, I very much doubt he's going to come to us. I'll be very honest. I, I, I just can't see it. I think the Tottenham connection is a bit too much. So, yeah, for me, I, w- I would take him, but I don't think he's going to come. Okay, right. Jace, thoughts on Arteta as manager from uh, Luka Kolokusic? Don't ask me how I know to say that. Luka, Luka's been a long-time listener, hasn't he? Oh, he has, oh, yes. He's on the Twitter as well. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while, so it's good to have him back. Um, but yeah, look, Arteta may well be the man. You know, he may be that kind of left field appointment, which is the perfect fit for the club. Right? We, we, we genuinely don't know. Um, I hope they, they interview him. He was close last time. You know, he's got another year and a half experience with with Pep under his belt. Um, that can only help him going forward. Uh, you know, will he... You know, it's not just about getting the best out of the team on the pitch. Unfortunately, you've got to be able to get on with this management team as well, okay? Um, look, again, I'm going to bring it up again. We all know what role is, okay? He's the guy who will brief the media. He'll brief against you. He'll do all these things. If he thinks it's the right man, he'll support them as well. Let's, let's, let's be fair. Okay, but um, you know, as with any job, you, you you don't just manage downwards; you manage upwards and you manage sideways as well. Okay, and you've got to be able to do that. I like Arteta. I uh, like him as a player. He knows the club. Um, I know it's a different management structure now, but I'm pretty sure he could survive and thrive in it. Um, is he the right man? I'm not sure. 
Fair enough. Right, Richard. Question from Archie. If Freddie drops Xhaka from the team, do you think that brings fans backing for the job? Now, last night when it looked like Xhaka was going off just before half-time, he got a warm round of applause and everyone was being nice to him. So do you think the Xhaka issue is a thing of the past now? Um, maybe not a total thing in the past, but it's definitely lessened. Um, and both parties seem a little bit contrite about, uh, about it all. Um, I, I think, I think Freddie will get the back in just because he's Freddie, because he's been, you know, he's an invincible, he's a legend of the club. So I, I, I think, I don't, I think if he puts him in the side, I don't think the fans will really care too much. Depends on, on, on if he keeps putting him in here, in there and he's putting in the similar sort of performances, um, and he's in a similar sort of, uh, setup as he was under Unai. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think if you put him in the side, I, I don't think the fans will turn on Freddie. Freddie, Freddie's at least, it's another, like I say, it's obviously it's a smart appointment because Freddie's got this goodwill that's built up through years of, of, of spectacular service when he was a player here. And also, you know, him doing good things in the, in the run up, um, in the, um, with the youth setup and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, no, I, I don't think it will, it will matter too too tough if you put Xhaka back in the team. I, I thought Xhaka had a decent reception last night. Jolly good. Right, going to go to the next question. Thanks for that. I'm going to answer this one because it's a long question and we can get it out of the way quickly. From my bullet, it says, hello. Um, anyone who's played football knows that if you watch the opposition, even during warm-up, and solely focus on their strengths, you get intimidated. Do, did Unai focus too much on the opposition's strength? I think many people have said that he was reactive rather than proactive. And he often, I mean, he changed, even in the last few games, he changed his tactic every single game. Whereas we went for the other extent with Wenger, he kept the same tactic every single game. Now, there has to be uh, a... A balance between those two things. You can have the, you can change your tactic slightly if, for, depending on who you're playing, but not every single game after game after game because then the players don't know who they're playing with. You don't know what formation you're going to be playing with. You don't know who you're going to be partnering with. You don't know what the tactics are going to be. And then partway through games, he changed it, then he changes it back again. And the whole thing is an absolute mess. So, my answer to that would be you have to take some notice of what your position is going to be, but don't let it rule your formation, your starting 11 and your tactics throughout the game. Because as we've seen with Emery, he was scared to lose and it wasn't going to work out. So, um, right, next question. I'm going to um, scroll down until I find one. Ah, a question from Loki for... for Oh, it's Carl. I'll give you to see you, Jace. Did you see Chambers and Tierney clap all the fans when all the others pissed off? Chambers even remarked on the others leaving. No, I, I didn't see that, to be honest with you. Um, look, let's be honest, last night's game was painful to watch. It must have been horrific to play in. Um, you know, you, you, you quite clearly saw that the players had just given up even trying. You know, given up even wanting to look as if they're trying. It was, um, it, it was, it was, it was horrible to watch. We did the live show afterwards and that was just as painful to to do, you know. Um, it's been brewing for a long time. It doesn't surprise me that that's happened. I think a lot of the time we get very hung up on this. Oh, they didn't clap the fans. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. Um, in a perfect world, they'd all remember. They'd all go over. They'd all do it. But, you know, 
this is a job for these guys, uh, professional footballers. They get wrapped up in work now and again, and they they'll just you know they'll head down the tunnel. They'll they'll do something they regret. Um, it, it like it's just been a really painful few months for this club, and hopefully we can draw a line under it now, make the right appointment. Hopefully, Freddie does well in the interim, and we can move forward. But um, uh, yeah, look, I wouldn't be too hard on people at the moment. It's just been a tough, tough time. So wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. Shit weather, shit game, shit atmosphere. All right, Carl, question for you from Marble Halls TV. He says, I'm glad Emery has gone. It had to happen, but then our recruitment needs to change. Which centre-back, central midfielder or winger would you bring, would you buy, as these are prime positions we need? Or I'm sure Marble Halls would add, would you spend £72 million on another player you have no intention of using? I don't know... Uh, about signings, we can't even talk about that because it all depends on, on how much money we have, um, which I don't think is a lot, and whether the new manager, what he wants to do. I don't think we're going to do very much in the in the January transfer window just because, as we know, it's, very, it's notoriously hard to get good players in the January transfer window. Do we need to sort out our centre-backs 100%? We have some of the worst centre backs uh ever. I, I I don't irrespective of what manager comes in, I think working with the centre backs that he has is just not gonna be good enough. It's not gonna be conducive to what we want to achieve. You know, we, we need to get rid of Socrates. He's not good enough. You know, people talk about Mustafi, oh he's improved in the Europa League, but it's the Europa League. Look what he's up against. So um I think that the next manager that comes in, if Allegri comes in, I think uh, central defence was would definitely be a an area he's going to look at. Okay, my friend Anna's turned up. She's a Liverpool fan. Have you got anything to say about Arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that wonderful <laughs> note, wind your neck in, love. <laughs> I won't tell you Ted that, Jace, because uh, I think you two follow each other on Twitter and she'll find out where you live and kill you and eat your body. Uh, right, question for Richard. This is going to be the last question um, from Jonas Segnanberg. I think I got that right. What does Freddie need to do to get Pep playing well? Hopefully his own experience as a winger might help him. Just even getting Pepe playing would be an, would be an improvement over Emery. Yeah, yeah, I think I think just uh, give him minutes. Also, you know, I, I feel sorry for Pepe in the sense of, you know, he's come in with this big reputation, big money move, and he's come into a disjointed midfield, playing behind a disjointed midfield, and playing behind a different right back every week, and two of two of them who aren't actually right back. It's really in in the conservative and Chambers. Um, you know, so I, I do feel I do feel sorry for I think he needs consistency. I think he needs minutes. Uh, I think we also need to up our tempo as well with him. Uh, you know, Unai's team was so slow. And like one of the things that was frustrating me last night so badly uh, was how negative we were. So, so negative. There was so many times where, you know, we could have broke because the confidence is so low. And. Like you said, the fear factor just kept on turning back and going back to the centre-backs and stuff like that. So, 
I think I think consistency he needs minutes and we need to up our tempo. I think if we get those three things cooking, I think I think um, you'll see an improvement in Pepe. There you go. Um, someone has pointed out here, Jace. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> look at that. Has, uh, has Aaron Ramsey got anything to say about that? Oh, me a second. The one thing I'd say in Pepe as well is you need midfielders who can speed the game up. Okay. And, and and that's been his biggest problem. You know, for me, one of the major reasons Unai's lost his job is he continued to pick Wenduzi in the middle. A talented kid. You know, let's not knock him. Okay, he didn't cost yeah, it's not Gwenduzi's fault, but he hasn't got that experience, the discipline, or the ability to speed speed the bit the pace of the game up. And and that is something which has cost us, you know, when everything is so pedestrian, the, you know, you, you you all of a sudden it's very difficult to change the, um to change the pace of the game and to imagine it will come to him later in his career and it's too yeah. much late. But but yeah, the thing is, which one of us at the midfield can speed the game up? Yeah, Juventus, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> which one of our midfielders, the currently who are signed to Arsenal, Jason? Let it go. Let it go, Jason. Let it go. I was going to do the same thing. Let it go. Hold it back anymore. <laughs> um, what's, what's Arteta got to say about the, the like situation? It's, it's awful. <laughs> When I come to your house, Jason, I'm going to bring my pen, my permanent marker, and I'm going to put a beard on him. Anyway, Timmy K, thank you ever so much, Chris Outlaw. You are an absolute rock star. We love you for this. Thank you. Um, there's 146 of you watching now. You're getting free content, okay, on a sad day for the Arsenal. And you're happy to come in here. You're happy to, this is my opinion. That's my opinion. Fantastic. We love your opinions. We want some more likes though first, okay? Because to be honest with you, 53 likes, it's embarrassing, okay? You've just you've just let the side down. A bit like Unai Emery, you deserve the sack. Okay? Michael Andes, the truth of the matter is it's never nice seeing anybody get, get the sack. I know Unai's got a big payout. It's no, it's not false um, um Oh, um, but it's just you know it's, it's not nice he didn't mean to do anything wrong but look let's get fucking something straight tappy tappy that like button we should have 80 here okay 80 likes please that would be much appreciated so let's get going and get on with it otherwise you're going to feel like you're mad Unai Emery you're going to feel the door hitting your ass on the way out thank you yes indeed and what a wonderful way to end the show, we uh, we were only meant to go this for half, do this for half an hour. We decided to do an hour because uh, Carl and Jace and Richard wouldn't shut up. Right, that's it. Thank you very much for watching, people. Plug. Um, I'm going on with Ryan later at nine o'clock. Oh, so um, we're, I'm going to be on Mr. Arsenal um, podcast. Yes, that's live. Moonlighting um, again. Uh, Richard's well, already pointed out that you were moonlighting on another pod recently. Do we get do we get a fee? No. Oh god. Are they gonna wash you and rub you down with a damp cloth before they give you back? Don't you <laughs> get a bloody biscuit? Hold up, yeah. Jamie, what's what's your question, bro? What's your question, oh. Jamie? We've missed Jamie's question. Jamie always donates. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Dan, I found it. There you go. Let's read it. 
does Freddie Bloomberg, um, with respect of the players as a legend, get the best from Ozil, who seems to name, need an arm around it, the shoulder? If anybody can, Freddie can. And a creative, wonderful player, decent haircut. So there you go. I, I think he does. Does anybody disagree? Yeah. Shut your face. Anyone else disagree? <laughs> I think you'll do well with him. I think he's been there, then they got the T-shirt. Rich, your opinion? I know you uh, shouldn't look team. Sorry, go on, Richard. Yeah, Sorry, Richard. No, I was just going to. I was going to say I agree. I think he's, uh, although he was like he was a creative midfielder and the, he was a bloody hard worker. So he, I think he'll he'll weed out any um, any shirkers and things like that. And also he's being at that age and and doing the the youth uh, team and stuff. Like that, I think he'll he'll know when to give people a rollicking and when to put an arm around their shoulder. Hopefully. Okie dokie. Carl, what did you want to say on that? We'll end on Carl. I was just going to say, I, I just looked at um, Ozil's Twitter feed and he's one of the only players who hasn't sent a some sort of message to Unai. said, oh, thanks, Unai. He's literally just said, oh, we crack on. So Crafters didn't either. I was surprised by that. Oh, you hardened him <laughs> thing. Um, yeah. He's rubbed too many people up the wrong way, unfortunately, has he? Yeah, I think he, he upset the apple quite. I just don't think he can manage big players. I mean, look what he did. I know PSG are not a very big club because they're playing like a, a farmer's league, but uh, look what he did to Neymar. He sort of ousted Neymar. Neymar was the, obviously, the world's most expensive player at the time. Pardon? Neymar ousted him. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's the manager or the head coach, whatever, whatever name you want to give him. He should have been yeah. able to to manage a talent like Neymar. And obviously, Neymar was these yeah. saw that uh, whether Neymar said he's not up to scratch to manage a game or whatever, I, I, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. But a high-profile player, um, he couldn't technically manage. Again, he comes to Arsenal, Ozil, a high-profile player that he either he didn't like or couldn't manage however you want to see it. So, yeah, like Jason said, I just think he came in and I think he did rub a, a few people up the wrong way. Well, there you go. We've uh, we've gone more than an hour, which we shouldn't really have done. So uh, I won't ask if anyone's got anything to say because no doubt you will do because you're all scumbags. No more questions. Thunder Road giving me grief. You're a little shit back, Thunder Road. And I know where you live. Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Is Thunder Road behaving now? Oh, he can do what he wants. He's a, he, he, he tickles me with one hand and he gives me a slap with the other one. I'm not, when I'm all purring because he's a bad man. Right. Uh, thank you very much, Carl, for joining us, Jason for joining us, and Richard for joining us again. We've now got his situation sorted out. So uh, thank you very much, gents. Goodbye. Thank, thank you very much. And thank you very much to the listeners, the viewers, and the people at home on the bus. I'm not sure. I suppose this has to go on iTunes, doesn't it? God, that's another hour of my life wasted. Right, this has been a Burkamp Wonderland. We are an Arsenal podcast. We have Freddie in charge. Freddie's at the wheel. Oh, what wonderful words. Danny, Danny, switch the shit off. I was about to say that. You've ruined, you've ruined the ending. I'm just going to press end now. Right, that's it. You've ruined it. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.